Kings of Friends podcast. We're either on episode one of season two, or we're on plain old episode 13. 13. It's a big choice. But I like the idea of things being in a group of 12. It's quite nice, that. It's a good round number. I it is a good round number. It is a good round it's number. It's like a dozen, it, isn't it? It's a dozen. A round a dozen. baker's dozen of uh, podcasts just isn't right. We're going to do a clean sweep. <sighs> Start with a new format. This is it. <laughs> so this is episode one of season two. Two. Live with it. So are we going <laughs> to talk a little bit now about what, how this season is going to change? Well, yeah, we decided that we're going to have a bit of a clean sweep. No. 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 Yeah. yeah. Clean sweep. We're scratching the preview show and just doing a review show to go with our live one because it was just a bit heavy-handed. So you won't miss out on the interviews? You won't miss out on the interviews, you won't miss out on the music. No. We don't know what we're doing. We're sort of planning it as we're going along, as you can tell. What are we doing with this show, though? This is a local scene show. This show, this one here, is a local scene show. Local scene show. And we have dug up some local people. Weirdly, although it's a local scene show... Some of what's going on ain't local. Tell us who we've got. Who have we got? We have got uh, two great bands coming out. Two of Colchester's most successful bands. Yes. Touring bands. And one of Colchester's promoters, owners. Pillars of of the live music scene. Yes. Yes. So that's Andy Skeen from uh, Queen Street Brewhouse coming up. And we've also got The Meths. Yep punk duo and then uh, Pet Needs who are currently not in the country but we somehow managed to catch up with them we haven't caught up with them at all scratch all this right so the original intention was for me to interview Pet Needs live in the US of A mm. Um, I thought it'd be quite good, uh, but it was right near the start of their tour and um, catch them while they were still fresh. <laughs> Is this by surprise you were going to catch them? Or was no, this we had sort of pre-arranged. Right. But what happened was we, um, it's very hilly up there and I had said, oh, we're coming into Burlington for, for, uh, for the afternoon. Uh, we'll catch up then. Let us know what time's good for you. Then we went behind a mountain. Ah, that's the thing. Yeah, we went behind a mountain. Yeah. And then they said, yeah, how about four o'clock? <laughs> and at four o'clock, I got the message uh, saying, how about yeah. four o'clock? But I, I was too far away. So I blew yeah. it. So we don't have these problems here. Maybe they do in Scotland or something, but we don't down here. We, you can't blame mountains in Essex. No. So this was all arranged in advance, as in you'd spoken yeah. to them in England, in Colchester? Yeah, well, I briefly bumped into Johnny at the brew house and talked to him about yeah. doing it. And uh, yeah, they were brilliant. They got me a press pass. Ooh, I was I was so excited. Literary Kings I was goes global. So excited. I really was. <laughs> so um yeah, so I went into the little thing at the front of the stage yeah, yeah, yeah. with a camera. Wow. Yeah. Got some photos? Yeah, got some photos, got Fantastic. some some quite good ones. We'll yeah. put them up on the Facebook page. On the Facebook page. They were really good. Mm-hmm. They they did that. I and they were they were so busy, I didn't even want to I disturb imagine. them. Uh, because after they played they were on the merchandise store yeah. between each act. God. And they were really busy. Wow. They went down really okay. well. Where do you want to start? Because I've been holding off speaking to you about well, just, this. Yeah, because just, I wanted to save it for the show. The first thing I was going to ask you, actually, was about um, how did it happen to be that you were in Vermont when they were there? I mean, how did that happen anyway? Well, 
my wife, the lovely Gina, is from Vermont. We were going yeah. back there to visit family. Right. And I thought, wait a minute. Penines, they're doing a tour across America. At the same time that you're in Vermont, they happen to be there. At the same time, yeah. See, that just seems like a crazy coincidence. So you went along to the gig. Yep. And uh, where was that? It was in Burlington in a venue called Higher Ground. Bearing in mind, I think this was the third gig of the tour. Mm. So they were pretty fresh-faced. And looking looking at some of the the reports back from Penines on the US, some of them... Although I'm sure they just put as much energy into it. Yeah. They, they must be exhausted. I mean, they're traveling <laughs> hundreds now. and hundreds yeah. of miles every day. Every day, yeah. I mean, yeah. Johnny today I saw was asking for some audio books while he traveled the next thousand miles off. Jesus. <laughs> and we complain about, like, London. You've got to go drive to London. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a so, long yeah, way. Yeah. Everywhere is far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, how was the gig then? It was difficult for me at first because I was just so excited. Mm-hmm. I was in the press pit <laughs> taking yeah. photos. But I tell you what, they couldn't have been a better band for it because mm-hmm. they literally explode. No, they didn't literally explode. That's a ridiculous <laughs> thing to say. But they yeah. did explode onto stage. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you want to see a good live performance from mm-hmm. a band, go and see them. And what were they on first? They were on first. God, that's hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I tell you what, they uh, they won people over straight away because they were so... Hence the merch ener- sales. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was so energetic. You could just see they were really enjoying it. So you see, for me, I think I'd, if I was in the press pit there and they were going absolutely mental, the yeah. audience, I'd be... I'd be cringing slightly. You know why? Why? Because we don't do that in this country. What we do in this country is we stand completely stock still with a band we've never seen before and we just analyse them. We don't give them an inch. Yeah. There's yeah. none of this. Yeah, sort of tapping our foot, taking yeah. notes. Like, we'll see. We'll see. Wait for them to cock it up. Uh, but we, we're very, like, critical like that. But I get the impression that if they get into it, they're sort of into it straight away. Yeah, and yeah. They're a they good, they they're really, good. really won the audience over. They're a crowd to play to yeah yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. Um, that sounds good yeah I mean the, the people have come I mean from quite a long way people said uh, we talked to a guy who came down from Canada to see uh, wow. Frank Turner is that, is that a long way or what looks like a centimetre on the map yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well it depends what size map you've got that's true if it was a full size to scale map it would have been hundreds of miles yeah it's literally the ground <laughs> as the map so um, so you saw the gig and yep. you saw the other acts as well yep and then so after that you saw Frank Turner and then what happened after the gig what did you do they were so busy with the other I felt bad intruding because yes. right, it's yeah. their sort of moment isn't I it? mean I don't know if you saw the thing recently with um, Johnny saying about uh, how Frank Turner's been supporting them to try to get right. more merchandise yeah. uh, more cut of the merchandise this is actually where they're like paying for the tour and yet the venues are trying to you know some of the venues are trying to take that away from them that's mental given that the venues are making money on tickets yeah they'll make some money on the merchandise maybe because they're allowing you to but you'd think it would be a minuscule amount yeah I mean they can they should be supporting the music scene the musicians well, I mean, yeah, I mean, coming around again, you know, they're going to be coming around the, the, yeah. the whole th- venues. Well, again, I'd again. love to see them do that tour again, but, you know, for themselves. Then they're building up a big following there. Yeah, so, well, that's what they need, isn't it? You've yeah, got to yeah. do the footwork. Yeah. So yeah. you didn't get to talk to them, but I believe you got to talk to some, some other people. Yeah, so we talked to, well, I talked to some of the audience, asked them what they thought of them. Mm. It's totally different from here. <laughs> it really is so totally different. They just yeah. sort of... 
Yeah, well, I like that. Not like, mm, yeah, I'm not sure. They're not like the lot I like or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're sort just of defensive. More... They're not like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one moment says she said, um, well, you hear it, but basically she says, well, I didn't even know I liked sort of punk. She said, but I liked Frank Turner. But I like pet knees now, so I suppose I do like punk. But it sounds like their lives are forever expanding. You're going to have to drop something. <laughs> the Oasis Blur thing would have been useless over there, wouldn't it? Because they would have said, I like them both. <laughs> I like them all. So we're going to hear some of those uh, Yeah, yeah, so let's hear some of those snippets. Yeah. Hi, guys. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Yeah, I'm Justin from Little of Kings and Friends podcast. Hey, You've just seen pet needs. What did you think? They, they were fucking amazing. I'm amazing. Them. Great. So, uh, you heard of them before you came here tonight? Never. Absolutely Never. not, but I'm a fan now. Okay. Absolute fan. So, you've seen them and you like you bought the record and you bought t shirts? Bought t shirts, bought the album, got it signed. It was awesome. Fantastic. Fucking Thanks amazing. Much, guys. Man. You're welcome. What was your favorite song? Wait, what was your favorite song? Uh, what's your favorite the song? new one. The new one. What's it called? Whatever the new song was. The, the, the one they said that was their new song. I mean, can you tell any punk song what the fing name is? Hi, it's Justin here with Little Kings and Friends. I've, I've, I've absconded somebody to ask them what they thought of the Pet Needs show. What do you think of it? Uh, first thing that I liked about it was uh, they play their instruments really well and they have a great stage presence, you know what I mean? Yeah. I won't be disappointed next time they come to town, I'm buying the ticket first, right there, first, first thing right away. I'm here with a guy from Quebec, what's your name? David Belson. Okay, what do you think of Pet Needs? I liked them, they were a lot of fun actually. Yeah. He reminded me of a young Frank Well, as you can tell, they went down really well with the audience. And I have to say, I was so impressed with how they really took the ball by the horns and just went yeah. out and had at it. Yeah. I'd like to, I would, I would have liked to have gone and seen one at the start and one at the end of yeah. the tour. I bet. Because <laughs> they must be absolutely exhausted, I would think. I mean, other artists do, you know, shows mm. up and down the country, etc. But they're doing it so quickly. Yeah, yeah. There's so many states in such a short time. Yeah. I mean, it's actually... Was it like a month and a half, basically? And they're covering everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Actually, one thing I will say I like about the band as well, they're so down to earth. I, th- I think it's all a bit of a surprise for them. Yeah. You know, he always says, you know, they formed this band to play punk to their mates sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. Look where we are now kind of thing. Yeah. And he told this story about they they got to America and they saw one of the big yellow school buses, like, <laughs> yeah. like on The Simpsons. Like on The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> but never thought, you know, he'd yeah, it was really real. see it for no, that's in, true. in real life. You know. Well, I'm convinced if I went to New York, I'd know half of it already just through films. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know your way around LA, don't yeah. you, practically? Because we've seen so much of the bloody place. But it would seem weird because you'd suddenly think, oh my God, I'm in the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the set. I'm in it. I'm on telly. 
Anyway, yeah. yeah so uh, thanks for giving me a press pass. We hope there's going to be a, a pet needs part two, and we'll we'll catch yes. you for, for an interview at some That'd point. Be fantastic, wouldn't it? And uh, well done. You've uh, done Colchester proud. I hope to catch up with you soon. Okay, we're going to listen to Pet Needs' latest single, "Get on the Roof." been running the brew house for a while now yes but why is he significant to us well i'm glad you asked that question i didn't actually ask the question you the audience were asking their heads, why are they talking about andy scheme well if you've been to one of our events you'll know that andy is the barman the key man the owner the owner at the brew house the yes. queen street brew house in colchester so we thought it might be worth catching up with him because although we know him and I've worked with him. We don't know the real details of Andy Skeeter. Yeah, and perhaps some people don't know much about Andy. What's he all about? What's he all about, this guy? Andy. This like the song. <laughs> What's it all about, Andy? Well, I'll tell you what, though, when we caught up with him, my God, it had a day. Once a week, it does a 
um, ambulance driving shift and he looked exhausted yeah. and I thought well okay he's, ha- he's happy to sit down and talk yeah. about it now he's vulnerable had to keep, yeah. <laughs> we can like torture him now tell us the truth or you can't go to sleep it was very interesting to sort of finally get to talk about you know what sort of had happened before we'd got to the brew house you know how he sort of got the brew house together uh, what he enjoys about it and uh, brewing actually well, let's the- just set the scene a little bit about the brew house because it's different from Coda and Three Wise Monkeys isn't it it's it has a little bit more of everything actually I mean I think Ben described him as he's able to take more risks there and, he, and you yeah. can tell that that, um, mm. that Andy does I mean he has absolutely everything down there doesn't he he does if he likes all it all sorts of music he would be even if he's like he just wants to give it a chance yeah see how it works out well as he says I mean he, he says in the interview about um, you know if, if he's happy if basically everyone's happy mm. it's not necessarily him that needs to be happy it's that everyone else is happy yeah. He knows it's a good, worth having the band back, you know, yeah. worth a risk, basically. You know, he's very accommodating like that. And a lot of the sort of starting bands have played there first, actually, and then have yeah. gone on to other stuff as well. Well, the good, the good thing is the size of it. Yes. Because, I mean, you probably, as a first gig, you probably wouldn't want to go into the Three Wise Monkeys. No. It's a big space to be, have 10 people in. The brew house is perfect for that because whoever's in there, you have an audience, don't yeah. you? Because they're, they're all basically face, at the stage, pretty much. Yeah. Whereas um, in, in other venues, you could have an empty space in front of you. You could actually be completely ignored. I don't think that's possible at the brew house just because of the layout of it. Yeah. It is a small space if you've never been in there. It's a small space. Bands struggle. Cozy, we like to call Cozy. it. Cozy. Yeah. Well, Andy would like to make it bigger, but he's going to have to knock through. And they're not happy to have it knock through. Not without permission. Well, it's probably a historical building, isn't it? Pro- oh, well, yeah. Actually, all buildings are have historical. Some his- have some history. <laughs> Once they're built, they have a history. Actually, we interviewed him together, didn't we? That's true. We'd never done that before. We um, we sat down together for an interview, and that's, that is yeah. brand new, which was nice because it was Andy who we both, you know, obviously yeah. worked with yeah. at our uh, quarterly events. Yeah. So, so, so we a- played the sort of uh, good cop, bad cop thing. <laughs> To get as much out of it as possible. Yeah. I can't remember if you had the leather glove or I had it. Yeah. Come on, Andy. We can all go home if you can tell us about your life. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, threatening. Threatening. <laughs> so, yes, we had uh, well, we have a chat with him. We're going to play some of that right now. We are here in the brew house and Justin and I, for some reason, managed to both make it this time. I know. I know. We've never done we've never done an interview together, and we are here with Andy Skeen, proprietor, owner, magic man from the Brew House. How do you do? And good evening. Can you give us a sort of potted history, like how you came to be at the Brew House and uh, how everything came to be like it is now? Oh, really potted history. Okay, father from Aberdeen, mother from Norwich. They met in Canada in the 1950s. I got born in '63. My brother got born in '66. I came over here in November '86. Got into brewing in 1987. Spent 30 odd years in brewing around the UK and into Ecuador, where I met my wife. And then in 2015, someone showed me that the brew house was up for rent, and I thought, well, that's a good idea. I can then share the knowledge I've got in from 30 years of brewing and my love of Belgian beers and stuff like that with the good burgers of Colchester. A lot of people ask me, what's your story? So that's my story. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, got it straight now. Yeah. Yeah, you got your story straight yeah, now, yeah. finally. Um, so what made you think that the brew house would work, then? Sheer bloody-mindedness, really. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just the brew house is a 14th century mm-hmm. building absolutely beautiful building in its own right it comes with a marble bar and the bar came from Butlins and Clacton mm. don't ask me how it got here that's uh, interesting but though well, you, you walk in through the front door and what do you got you have a northern European bar mm. right okay northern European call it Belgian then fantastic 
Uh, just there, there were nobody. There was nobody in Colchester, even within miles of here, doing any Belgian beer. So I thought, right, okay. I don't want to go into competition with anybody like like the Vic or or the Monkeys or or whoever else who's doing Cascale and and all that sort of stuff. There's not much point to that. So I did a bit of Cascale to start with for for people who like that sort of thing. But then, really, the specialization was to show people there was other things out of the out, out there in the world that you that you wouldn't normally come across. Queen Street Brewhouse. Were there other suggestions when you first that took, a after, that, that took a whole afternoon to come up with that one. So yeah, <laughs> there, weren't, there weren't any others. Andy's Canadian. No, no, no. no. It, was, it, was, it was a house of brews, wasn't it? That's, that's the kind of thing in Queen Street. It's pretty, pretty straightforward, actually. It's yeah. not too imaginative, really. You know when you have your bio bit and it said hell is other people. Do you still stand by that? Absolutely. That's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my, my, my absolute love of French existentialism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to yeah, look it read, up. read too much of it in high school. How does hell is other people work well, when you work with lots of other people and meet the public all the time? It's just ironic, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's just complete irony. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. More than one person is politics, isn't it? So you can get into politics, right, yeah, yeah. And that sort of thing. But mm. I just like it. I just like right, it. My right. sort of cynicism, my little mild cynicism. So if there's one thing that you could change about the brew house, anything, money's no option, magic, whatever it was, pull you into another dimension, what would it be that you could ch- change? Make it slightly bigger, if at all possible, yeah. Yeah, because we get a bit cramped in here sometimes. But, uh, yeah. but you know, we played we play to capacity, and, and, and uh, yeah, even with on, on band nights and stuff like that, we can get sort of comfortably packed, I think, is the mm. thing that we can do. Yes, that's and what you can do. You can sort of sell out, and can't you? Thing, the whole building and, and its layout, as it is, lends itself, makes, it makes an atmosphere, doesn't it? Yeah, it, is, yeah. it, it is the brew house as it is, and people expect it as it is. It doesn't actually take that much before you can think, oh, this place is... Yeah, you get a, it gets yeah. a nice feel. You don't yeah, use yeah. It, yeah, it can be, you know, you just put some, you get, get a band playing, you get about 20 people in here, it's great. Sort of, you can get up to 60 people in here, and it's not too packed. Mm. Get a bit more than that, and it gets a bit, it gets a bit yeah. much, but which is fine generally. What we've always found, I don't know if anyone's told you this, but when there's a band playing at the front, you can actually sit by the windows, by the door, and like hold a conversation. There's something about the shape of this room that just seems to absorb the sound, and it's almost like you're in a different place. It's really strange. Has anyone well, ever you, well you, can, you can see from you can see from where we're sitting at the moment. You've got these great big wooden beams yeah, here. Yeah. They suck up sound like mm. like there's no tomorrow. It's yeah. just absolutely amazing, and that's that's one of the weirdest things in here. You could you could have a thrash band up at the front mm. here. You can have a nice, com- nice, easy conversation <laughs> down the front. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. You'd be hosting it. the vicar at mm, the back. You know, he, he wouldn't know. So you're kind of like having two venues in one, basically. Yeah. You know, it's a, yeah, 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 which yeah. is re- it's really, it's really amazing. It still amazes me sometimes. As you've getting more people standing here at the bar, and for the people are soaking up an awful mm-hmm. lot of the sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> yeah. sort of sitting in what is the the mosh pit and all that sort of stuff. So. Obviously, there are a few drinking establishments in town uh, who also offer live music. What, what is it about the brew house you think differs to those places? Smaller, maybe, maybe a, a bit more variety in what we do. We, we run from like heavy metal down to jazz and then back again, maybe. I don't know. We kind of all sort of share sort of some of the same bands and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's I don't know, just, just add to the mix in Colchester. I think that's, that's the best thing we can say what we do. You know? I think ben, it was Ben Howard, wasn't it, in that interview who said, that what you did was you took risks, whereas he was not in a position to really take mm. those kind of risks because um, you know, it was a budget and he was working for, you know, yeah, he, yeah, he has yeah. a boss as well, yeah. as you are able to sort well, of take those yeah, risks, or you do. And also that, that, that stage, I think I've said it, said it many times to people, is it, it can help people who are just trying to get out of their bedrooms and, you know, been practicing in front of the mirror and actually get the foot on the stage and all that yeah. sort of stuff and try it out, basically. Mm. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's for them, really. So, yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can take risks and it's just give people a chance. Yeah. 
And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And it works nicely in the, in the sort of scene here, doesn't it? Because you've got the Three Wise Monkeys, you're not going to get a foot in the door, really, until you've gigged, probably, mm-hmm. or done a few mm-hmm. gigs. Yeah. And so this is the kind of place where oh, people yeah, would some, start. Some bands yeah. that have started out here sort of mm. six, seven years ago have actually gone on to do bigger and better yeah. things, you yeah. know? So that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can do, you can pick bands by word of mouth or, or just uh, who they, you know, who they are. If they come in and they, uh, they ask and they seem sort of, like they have their act together and stuff like that. Yeah, give them a chance. That's that's the thing. And program them in, you know, not necessarily for a, a big night or whatever, or get two or three together, and you can have a little showcase going on and stuff like that. The early part of this year, I didn't have every date booked anyways because I didn't know which way we were going with another lockdown or anything like that. So I didn't want to commit anybody or, or mess around anybody by having to cancel because during lockdown, it was just, it was just it was so depressing. Like. You know, all the gigs that you booked. And then another reminder comes up from Facebook. This is the gig for the whatever the mm. ex, uh, whatever the, the end of September. And it's like, well, gone, 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 gone. It was depressing. It's really So I didn't want to go through that again. It was just emotionally draining to do that. So. Yeah. The variety of acts that you've, you've mentioned that you have here. And um, as you say, it's like a huge, huge range of different acts here. So what is it that when you have a really enjoy yourself on a night, what is it? that does it for you because you have so many different acts you seem to have a very eclectic music yeah. but is there anything in particular well, no, that really you gets you got everything you got happy customers you got happy musicians and you got you got happy bar staff and that includes me that's that's a good night mm. you know everyone's happy you know is ever these guys have had a great time performing to appreciative people mm. and yeah and it just yeah just that's that's a, just a good feeling for everybody that's the whole thing people have been entertained and the entertainers have been entertained as well. So that's that's what you want. Everyone to just have a great time all together. It's not always my taste in music either. No. That's not that's not that's not the thing. So it doesn't matter. But it's yeah. not for me to be editorial about this mm-hmm. so much, you know, because right. it's not it's totally subjective. So mm-hmm. if it's just all Andy's opinion, mm-hmm. well, we're just going to probably go <laughs> heavy metal and rush and. Prog, <laughs> prog uh, 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 yeah, well, yeah, we got a very small stage, so you know, sort of big prog, big, big prog kit ain't gonna fit on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, well, it's nice to hear you're into prog, though. I didn't oh, know that. Right. Yeah, yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna do prog nights here at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as soon as we can. It's gonna start out with disco, and then if we can do get a prog band, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. What's really nice is that every interview I've ever done out there has always got a motorbike in it. So we've consistent. managed. This is consistent. This is good. <laughs> we yeah. managed to get a motorbike in. Yeah. Straight up blues, absolutely fantastic jazz. Whatever. Is there's these bands coming out of West Colchester, these young guys coming up. They're absolutely fabulous. They are really, really amazing. You've got Grebo, you've got the Intrinsics. West Colchester, I like that. Yeah, yeah, West something, Colchester. something in the water in West Colchester. Yeah. Something really good going on, you know. We've, we've got yeah. so good here, we're actually yeah. talking about parts of Colchester. Mm-hmm. West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Street names that contain think, the letter W. Think all, think all the housing <laughs> development must have like stirred something in the earth or something yeah, like that. Something's it's, it's something, something good happening down there. You're very trusting with your music. You've got a lot of vinyl over there that people put on. You've also got mini discs. Now, you're probably the only person in Colchester with a mini disc player. It's fantastic. We've got vinyl. We've got mini discs. We've got CDs. And we've got an 8-track. We've got 8-track players wow. as well. So, yeah. So uh, we'll have to get that in too. Yeah. But the, yeah, the, the transformer's burnt out in the eight-track player, so I've got a new transformer. <laughs> but I've got, got tons of eight tracks upstairs too, Bloody which hell. I just love showing to people like who are I was like less than a certain age. Mm. And they go, "What is that?" <laughs> say, that is the fantastic eight-track, and it's it's this beautiful in-between thing between yeah. going from mechanical to digital. Yeah, yeah. It's the early stuff. You know, mm. they came out a few years after the first landing on the moon and stuff like that and all of a sudden we've got them in our cars when yes, we're 16 big sort of plunking in these things clicking yeah. clunking in and clunking out I know. 
When the world you get song, so you sort of <laughs> side one, song four gets split in half. So you pick up the other half on side B, side two, don't you? That's you know, it's like, yeah, I love it. Plans for the future for the brew house? Uh, You've just re-signed the lease, haven't you? Yeah, uh, apparently, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, got uh, sort of ten year, ten year lease now. So mm-hmm. that that was signed two years ago now. Mm-hmm. So we've got that. Basically, got to paint the place, got to paint the outside because it gets mucky on Queen Street and it just yeah. starts going from a white and black to just grey and black, and it's not particularly nice. Yeah, yeah we're going to get some new bottle fridges in and maybe a couple more taps on the bar. I think mm. I want to start recording the, the gigs we have here properly, so I want to get some proper kit yeah. to do yeah. that. Yeah. So it's like doing it on your phone or whatever is okay, mm. but the sound is appalling. So we've got to uh, get a bit more professional on that, yeah. and that's what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, live streaming is really good, though. I often mm-hmm. pop in just to have a look what's what's going on at the brew house. Mm-hmm. It's a good way of sort of keeping the your brew house followers well, yeah, and it's advertising advertising the bands as yeah. well so they you know yeah. you guys like might discover somebody you haven't you haven't heard of yet yeah, so yeah. And, and everybody else andy it's been brilliant and thank you so much for taking your time after your long day we just about propped your eyes open oh. and kept you going mm-hmm. uh but have a really nice evening and um yeah thank you for everything you do for us it's fantastic mm, and uh culture yeah, appreciate thank, thank you very much gentlemen that's all right okay and we'll see you at the next all day the Mephs. The Mephs. Lily Hopkins uh, was in a band called Horrible Dolphins. Now they split in November 2019. So this is pre lockdown, pre COVID. And um, it was sort of, in a way, sort of lucky timing, really, because that, that group fell apart. And Lily will tell us more about that later. And uh, sort of out of lockdown then. It was sort of rumblings of the maths. This band uh, sort of got together during lockdown and we, we heard about it online, but obviously they couldn't get out on gig. Um, and uh, yes, with a new drummer, Lewis Copsey. Um, and uh, it's completely changed the sound of them. But uh, It's a good name, the Mess, actually, because it's hard to come up with a short name like that that hasn't been used before. Yes, um, it was a family thing, actually, in the oh, end. Uh, yeah, Lily explains that it was... Um, it was her sister, I think, came up with it eventually. Um, it's like a slang term, oh, okay. uh, which was sort of from her past, actually. It kind of came back to haunt her almost. The Mephs have done quite a lot. They've done quite a lot of big gigs up in London. They have. Uh, uh, punk sort of... Um, events. Events. Punk yeah, with other stuff. punk bands as well. Um, it must have been fairly difficult for Lily to kind of... Re- Sort of give, uh, sort of uh, give impetus to the mess because I think I think the Horrible Dolphins had a lot of there was a lot of love for that band basically. Yeah. I mean, when you go when you sort of look through the history of that, there were people online saying, "Oh, you know, you guys could have been really big. What a shame, you know, it's all fallen apart." I just I was interested to ask her what does she think the mess have that Horrible Dolphins didn't have, and she's quite clear about you know the the difference between the two bands. But it must have been quite hard to walk away from that. Yeah. There was so much support for that band. Um, however, the Meths have been called one of the UK's best new punk bands. Um, they're only a two-piece as well, so you don't even have a bass player in there. Lots of festival appearances. Um, there was even someone with the Meths tattooed on their arm. Nice. Uh, someone who posted that online as well. Um, they're fairly political, but I think that they don't consider themselves to be political. They're more sort of... They comment on societal ills, basically. They're not really political in that they don't back any particular um you know party or anything they don't like boris though do they they don't like boris so what was really interesting is the night i met them at great bromley which is a black hatter studios it was just as boris johnson was about to resign he resigned the day after Nice. So it was odd. So that was one of the things I, I did ask them, you know, in the interview about that uh, how they felt about that but well, um, we're, we're with you on that 
We are. I made that clear. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of waiting for him to fall at that point. And of course, yeah. then uh, it actually did happen. Um, yeah. So we talked about band name, obviously, as well. Um, you know, what happened to the horrible dolphins? Um, also about their single, You'll See, which is a bit of a departure, actually, from what they have been doing and what they've been writing about. We also talked about young bands, you know, looking up to the maths, you know, what, what sort of works for them and, you know, what do young bands do if they're stuck in this rut where they can't seem to get out? Should we hear from the guys? Let's hear from them. Right, I'm here with the Meths at Black Hector Studios for Literary Kings and Friends. This isn't live, by the way. We can oh, edit anything yeah. we want. This is not, <laughs> not live at all. Um, so, thank you so much for giving up your time. Tell us about your band name, first of all. Where did you get it from and why? Well, we've uh, yeah, said this one before. It's so... We, we took ages, didn't we? Yeah. Trying to find an actual band name. Like, we was writing songs quicker than you could imagine, but finding a band name was the hardest thing we had to do at first, wasn't it? And uh, we, everyone we'd tried that sounded all right, was all taken. Yeah. And then, I don't know, you came across... Uh, yeah. you, you I don't know, did it pop up in your head again? As yeah. a reminiscent word? A reminiscent <laughs> word, yeah. My sister always used to call me a meth. It's from Brookside. Oh, right. Yeah, so yes. she used to call me a meth as a kid. So it's like a northern slang. Yeah, basically. And li- then like li- Merseyside, a meth yeah. is known as one of them sort of like special brew uh, <laughs> pissheads yeah, that you yeah, see yeah. in the streets. And here we are. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> two, two of them in one room. <laughs> two men in the punk scene, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, right? There's a, a bit more history for you, Lily, because we had Horrible Dolphins, which was uh, pre-lockdown, <laughs> and it, uh, obviously lockdown came and you sort of emerged out of lockdown. What was the sort of story with the Horrible Dolphins? What, how did it morph into the, what we are now? Uh, we were... Like we were playing quite locally, um, and we just wanted different things at the time. I, I wanted to play as much as possible, gig everywhere, um, and he wasn't. He didn't want to. He'd done it all before, um, which is absolutely fine. Um, and yeah, and then I, I saw a picture of Lewis um, behind the drum kit, and I said, "He's the one." That's it. Without even hearing him. That's it. Yeah, I think <laughs> you, you messaged me by mistake. You sort of went on me, and you sent me like a thumbs, a thumbs up, up or something. I was like. <laughs> hadn't spoke to you in like a year yeah. <laughs> and I was like you're right and you're like yeah I just see you're a drummer and you asked for wanting to do a side project didn't you mm-hmm. and once you s- tell me all your um, influences like bands from like X-Ray Specs Sham 69 etc uh, which are all bands that I love and then they were like yeah let's give this a go yeah and it went really well the first uh, what do you call it audition or a, yeah. or a trial <laughs> yeah, session, yeah. it's a good sign that isn't it so is there essentially any sound difference between the last band and this band? Yeah, Lewis is a good drummer. <laughs> no, genuinely, right, like, yeah, yeah. Lewis yeah. is like, he's laughing, but definitely he's technical, like a, a proper punk drummer. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like heavy hitting. Yeah, technical punk drummer. Techn- so not a, not a very technical drummer, but a technical <laughs> punk drummer. <laughs> So. The best you can get for <laughs> yeah. a punk drum. We can play a simple exactly. beat, but a bit faster. Yeah. <laughs> we're a bit heavier. We're definitely heavier. We're more punky. We're more like... A lot more fast, yeah. fast-paced, a bit yeah. more thrashy in certain areas definitely. as well. A bit more thrashy, more pog, use yeah. of the pog. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. You had four singles in 2021 covering a variety of topics like journalism was one of them. Uh, Scum, I believe that was. Uh, football violence and austerity, obviously the single. Um, there's one called You'll See, which is uh, seems a bit more autobiographical, possibly, Lily. Is that right? You'll See, yeah, it probably is, and it's probably one of our only... Rock and roll aut- songs yeah. that we've ever done. Yeah, rock and roll autobiographical. Autobiographical? 
autobiographical. Autobiographical, yeah. That's the one, yeah. What he said, what he said. <laughs> no, yeah, it happened. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I couldn't remember if it was Camden or Shoreditch, but it's somewhere trendy anyway. <coughs> I was walking down the street and I had a leather jacket on. And as you can see, only half a head shaved. We yeah, can't yeah, see. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Um, and yeah, some punk, like all, all done up, looking proper good, uh, said something like, you're not a proper skinhead. And then I walked off and thought, you're right, I'm not. I'm going to write a song. <laughs> yeah, wow. So it's a real life bleeding in. Yeah. It just seems, it, it seems like it's more personal rather than political, which is sort of a big, yeah. a big difference really lyrically for you, I think. Slightly more aimed towards the sort of uh, ones that think... If you don't wear this many studs, you're not a punk. Exactly. You've <laughs> had that, a, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is a load of trough. <laughs> <laughs> you're out and about now more, you know, gigging around the country. To what extent does the sort of the late 70s British punk thing get referenced by your audience? Or are they seeing you as an entirely different thing? <sighs> oh, I don't know, really. But I think a mix, isn't it? We, we get some really old school... We we have a complete... Because to be honest, that was our inspiration in general, was to try and combine the old school and the new school, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we get a complete mix of crowd. We, honestly, the amount of people that have come up to us, like some from the older generation, that have been like, right. felt like it was a blast from the past. Yeah. They sort of felt like they've gone back in time. I imagine really it would nice be, to yeah, hear. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. really cool to hear. Yeah, yeah, but at yeah. the same time, we've changed it up a bit, you right. know? With the modern inspirations, bands like Slaves and Idols, right. Bob Villain, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, echo that. I mean, like, we have, we've been told that we're like X-ray specs a few times, and I think that's mm. purely because of the voice more than right. anything. Yeah, yeah. Ain't to do with the saxophones. Yeah. We don't have one. So. Yeah, it's true. Actually, we need to get a sax. I think. Um, but yeah, like Lewis said, we our influences are such a mix mm. that we seem to get people from all different audiences right. which is great um, so you're obviously quite a political band uh, looking looking through your lyric do you find that your audiences are kind of ambivalent to this message and really they're just in for the music uh, are you preaching to the converted you know do they already believe in what you're saying or is it kind of a mixture of both I think that people people like lyrics don't they I think we all mm. do like it doesn't matter what mm. like I was never a singer before it wasn't what I did but I still liked lyrics so um yeah I think they I think they definitely speak to people I don't think you would listen to the meths and be a right-wing Nazi do you know what I mean I don't think you could avoid what you're talking about <laughs> that, that's sort of what I mean yeah, like you know if you're at the gig as well if you're at the, if you're gig. At the gig you definitely can't avoid it because <laughs> yeah. yeah. you will get yeah. stared out you're and right. you'll end up out the door probably yeah, by yeah, just yeah. The, just the stare yeah, we do not yeah, condone yeah. violence no we don't definitely not no um, no no no, no. But it, again, it's it's, a, it's again a mixture of both. Like we would love it if people came to the, our gigs and then were suddenly converted and thought, mm. "Wow, I hadn't even thought about that," yeah. or hadn't even it hadn't crossed their mind. But as far as politics go, I think we're more like we're, I'd say we're more a societal band. We're more we more look at what's going on in society rather yeah. than specific politics. Right. Obviously, it's all all intertwined, isn't yes, it? But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we generally have a. A client base. <laughs> client base. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> First punk band who ever said client base. Client base who follow our views. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've had great success nationally. I mean, it's all off your own backs, obviously, as well. What would be your practical advice to, you know, a young band who are finding they're not getting success, but they really believe in themselves? What, what, what should they do to sort of live out the dream? What advice would you give them? Well, definitely don't stop digging. Really, really crack on with it as much as you can. 
Lily's been an absolute workhorse in this band. She's um, she, just you, you've been fantastic. <laughs> I was doing I've already parked at the horse place. <laughs> <laughs> I just parked up there. Sorry, <laughs> personal joke. That was a joke. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Lily. Um, you got some good words. Yeah, what what Lewis said definitely. Mm. That don't don't give up on something if you got think you got something good. But reach li- out listen. to people as much as yeah. you can. Don't reach out. Don't be scared to reach out to people. Don't be scared to plug your band. There's mm. people that have too much pride in yeah. plugging, and I think if you don't plug, you don't people don't know about yeah. you. Definitely. So don't have any shame in doing that. No, no. Yeah. wear your own merch, but yeah, get some exactly. merch. Even if you don't sell any merch to anyone. Yeah. Get some just for you to wear. Yeah. And every time you go to a gig, wear your own merch because wow. someone will say to you, who's that band? <laughs> and you me. say, they're well... You don't even say to me. <laughs> just say they're well good. They're actually yeah. well on the up. Yeah. Then you'll get a follower the next day. Fantastic. Done. Wow. Brilliant. Well, look, it, it's nothing else to add, I don't think, to that. It's fantastic. Right, look, thank you very much for giving up your time for us That's and right. um, have a great rehearsal, guys. Yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you Cheers. very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Okay, let's have a listen to the Memphis latest single, You'll see. Not Yule as in <laughs> Christmas. Y U L E. It's not a Christmas single. Oh God, I don't think they do a Christmas single. I'm in charge of my own destiny. from these interviews quite often and um, you spoke very highly of them you said they were really nice they were really nice both of them really polite uh, sort of eloquent um, 
you know, intelligent, understanding, accommodating, and uh, you know, willing to be interviewed. You know, it I was don't so know they- if wants us to say that. Perhaps we should say they were really tough and (laughs) you were scared of them. I went to Black Cactus Studios. They were just waiting outside for me and we went inside what was basically a shipping container, which is where they have occasionally rehearsed. But I think it's where AJ, who runs Black Cactus Studios, does a lot of the mixing, sort of big mixing desk in there. It's a perfect place to run an interview though because the sound is really good in there. Sometimes you get sort of rattly sounds and sometimes you get background, obviously, you know, street of the normal street stuff. This was like a proper dead, proper record, actual interview. That you yeah, can do yeah. anything else outside. But yeah, they're really lovely guys. Really lovely guys. I wish them all the best. Yeah. This bit is always pretty much the same. It's the wrap-up sort of section of the show. We've done all the interviews. We've talked. We've played the songs. And it's just you and I. Chewing well, the fat. Well, the, the interesting thing is, though, is our next episode, and this is what's changing, what we've changed, is that we're our next episode is going to be a wider scene episode because you and I went last week off to the Latitude Festival. We did. 2022 Latitude Festival. And uh, we're going to talk about what we did there, uh, who we saw. We can actually tell you about all sorts of things that we did, um, the bands that we saw, and then also two bands that we interviewed yeah. there as well and talk about... Uh, the sort of wider scene that they're involved in and yeah. more on that when we get to it but plus we'll in, we'll introduce the acts at our September all day should be good 10 acts yeah nice round number yeah yeah I think last time we had an annoying like 11 or something yeah well it's been, well, a, it's been a fascinating roundup. <laughs> um yeah I mean what else is there to say Boris Johnson. Who's filthy? Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. There's an extra waiting to happen, I think. Boris Johnson. A mess. Boris Johnson. Right wing Nazi. What's it called? Is it football? The riff's great, football. Oh. Yeah. I like that little. Uh, so basically that's it. Little Red Kings and friends talking bullshit again.